0: Well, everyone, welcome to the dad holiday special. Uh, My name is Travis
1: Goodman. I'm your co-host along here with... My name is Kelly Jean-Philippe and I'm the other co-host. And we are here along with so many other men, some of which I've met and others that I'm meeting for the first time. But Travis, you know Everybody who's on this call.
0: Yeah, so I know all these guys. So this is this is a, a special evening for myself. And really, uh, for those that have been listening to my show, I, I've been on a journey of just interviewing fathers and men and, and talking about fatherhood journeys and mental health. And I've had the opportunity to meet all of these men. And we really met through social media of Instagram, that platform, which, um, there's good that comes out of social media. Uh, in this, uh, there, there is, and this is one of those good, rich things that I think is incredible. Um, and I've had conversations with all of these guys and I can't wait for you all to hear from them. Um, they're all incredible fathers, men, they all have hearts and passions to help fathers and men. They all have a unique perspective. And the cool thing is we are literally meeting with men from across the globe. And so I'm going to start off with just having guys introduce themselves tonight, give them a little intro to who they are, and then we're going to get started with the show tonight. So um, let's go ahead and start with, let's just go from West Coast to East Coast. So again, I'm Travis, For those who are new to the show. I have two boys, a four and two-year-old, with one on the way coming in about three to four weeks. Um, I don't know if it's a boy or a girl. We're waiting for birth. We're going to see what happens. So I'm either going to have three boys or a girl around us out, and then I'm making an appointment um, to, <laughs> to, not will, to not have a
2: food. You're disconnect.
0: <laughs> so, so that's me. So with my disconnect, <laughs> we'll have, I'll have uh, Andrew jump in there. Uh, sorry, Hector jump in there since he's in the, in California as well. So Hector, jump on.
3: Yeah, what's going on? My name's Hector Jimenez. Um, I uh, am a father of four girls. I have a twin twin six year olds, um, a three year old, and a one year old. And um, my wife and I have been married for ten years. And um, yeah, live in Southern California, Los Angeles. I co host a podcast called "Her Best Dad Ever," a podcast geared towards girl dads, where we interview girl dads who've been doing it longer than we have, just seeking wisdom, seeking advice. Um, actually, met Travis through social media, um, was able to be featured on his podcast and excited to be here right now to just talk about talk about being a dad, man. It's it's a blessing. It's a gift and uh, excited to be here. Yeah, I guess, guess that makes me next. I'm Andrew McFarlane. I have two boys.
4: I have a five-year-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old, Eli and Blake, and I've been married to my wonderful, supportive wife. For seven years, and I run an Instagram and blog called The Pop Up Perspective. I've been doing that for the last four years or so, just kind of sharing how dads can can be more involved, as well as all of the crazy, funny things that come with with fatherhood and parenthood. And it's been it's been a wild ride, wild ride so far. But lots of fun, lots of learning, and uh, I share all the things that I learn along the way to hopefully help other dads that are wondering how to how to be a better dad in their own life for their own kids and with a focus on how you can maintain that relationship with your kids all the way through adulthood, adulthood. Awesome.
0: I, I love that yeah. man that's awesome and yeah, I didn't man, share thanks, I, I've been married 11 years to with my wife I, I forgot about the wife and I can't forget about her she's you can't
4: know you cannot. the most
0: important thing yeah, running this household people so I'm so, right. so sorry you're right. hearing yeah, this I, yeah well, I'm gonna
2: we can it edit in, that because there's no there's no couch that's that comfortable
3: nope <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and i forgot to share too i i should have shared too that you know four kids but like uh travis said i actually have had a vasectomy so <laughs> i am done <laughs> smart hey, smart
4: and my <laughs> wife just bugged me about making the appointment a couple hours ago so hey there you go okay, okay, okay so, we
0: go. we're sure all on the same page have... so part two of the holiday special and the new year's resolution will be a vasectomy episode with all six of us so that'll be um, uh, a y'all are Y'all, I'm <laughs> ready for that
5: episode.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Y'all is crazy. Um, <laughs> so um, my name's Jason Linton. I go by the name Life Jason on the social media of Instagram. And I'm also a very, very active creator on TikTok. Um, I have been married for 14 years uh, to my lovely wife, Patience, who is watching TikToks right now and laughing in the background. we have three adopted children that we adopted through foster care. Um, The oldest is 12. Pray for me. Uh, (laughs) Who's going to have a a girl. Uh, We have our boy in the middle at 10 years old and then our baby girl at 6 who is in most of my videos. And uh, Yeah, it's been a a fun adventure and I I like to tell the story of how we came together and kind of illustrate some of our uh communications through videos and just share some of those tender moments and some of the funny moments as well um through social media and through short form video content
1: she, she awesome. is she's a cutie bro dude
0: <laughs> thank yeah.
2: you man she's yeah. a little she's a spark i tell you she's a we were watching we just watched the movie and it was like trolls and she's watching this uh when the trolls finally get captured. And she's like really into it. And she starts crying. And I'm like, whoa, like she's crying. And mom's like, what's wrong? She was like, nothing. She's like, tell us about your feelings. She was like, it's just really, really sad. And so just to see those emotions being able to be voiced and coming out has been a pretty, pretty cool
1: adventure. Mm -hmm. That's pretty dope. My name is Kelly. I run a podcast called Welcome to Fatherhood Podcast. I've been married with... My lovely wife, for three years, we have a seventeen month old who swears I mean, the kid swears that he is about to be twenty one years old. <laughs> and I have to keep reminding him to try Jesus and not me. <laughs> but um, he still wants to try me. so you know, that's the phase where we are at right now, but He's a joy to deal with um, from Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love, so they say. And uh, what else were we supposed to say? Oh, my vasectomy story is coming up.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: it's coming up. It is. Yeah, yeah. So my wife and I are trying for for a second one, and the bargain is... After the second one, I I volunteered to go straight to the doctor's office, drop my pants and be like, bro, do what you got to do, you know? So that's that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's going to be a great
0: podcast when we're all there. It'll be yeah. fun. <laughs>
1: Top that, Matt. Yeah. I don't think I can.
0: I don't <laughs> think I can.
5: Oh my gosh. Right. So, <clears throat> My name's Matt. Um, I'm over here in the UK um, where we actually speak the Queen's proper English and them ones, but <clears throat> a bit of slang just <laughs> ruin that. Um, yeah, I'm over here in the UK in the outskirts of London, known as Essex to those that are uh, familiar with the area. Got a beautiful little boy who's just turned two and a half and have a wonderful wife who just celebrated our 11th year anniversary. However, I'm hoping I blow you guys out of the water. I've been with her 20 years. So, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, she doesn't know any better. She doesn't know any better. I'll just keep her locked away. She do not know anyone like Maurice Chestnut or none of that. So, as far as she's concerned, I am the bomb. Um, so, she ain't going to see this podcast. Cause I don't want to see you guys because, boy, she would know she's let down royally. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, a vasectomy story, boy, do you know what? that? That's. <laughs> I would like to think in the future I might have another one, but making an official statement like that, it's a bit of a commitment, you know, I've got married already. that That's a commitment as it is, but then getting disconnected as we've once used a phrase before. But then the financial aspect of having more children might push a brother to make that decision that maybe I should just, yeah, reconsider that. But yeah, that's my story. You can find me on Music Football Fatherhood, which is a um, fatherhood platform where we have open conversations. Um, I'm working on sort of my own podcast. I've got two in the work at the moment um, where I just share my thoughts and have people jump on and have discussions. But I'll let you guys know in future when I kind of cemented that. That's
4: awesome. Perfect. Awesome.
1: That's great, man. Okay, so I figure we can start by talking about our uh, growing up experience uh, or experiences or on the holiday. Hector, why don't you get us started, please?
3: Yeah, no no problem. So for me, and I, you know I have a lot of a lot of uh fun memories of um of of Christmas and the holidays. I know, you know, I had both my parents in the home. I had Three siblings there. And, um, you know, not only that, but, you know, we lived in a small town and a lot of my family lived there. So had, you know, my aunts and uncles and, um, you know, grandmas, grandpas and stuff. So a lot of really good memories around the holidays. Uh, one of the you know main traditions we had specifically for Christmas was Christmas Eve. Everyone would come over. My mom and my grandmother would cook and, uh, you know, we'd exchange presents and, and yeah, just have that, at that time, have that community time. So a lot of, a lot of really fun memories for the holidays for me that, um, that, that I look back on often. Andrew, what was it like for you? Yeah, for us, it's very, very similar. I have I felt extremely
4: blessed to have two parents and I had uh, myself and then three siblings. And I just remember always loving to try to sneak a peek at all the presents and try to catch Santa in the act. And I loved like waking up in the morning, always super excited for Christmas morning and, and raiding the stockings. And then my mom always had some sort of special, um, we had, we, instead of doing some like big fancy dinner, breakfast was our thing so we we had stockings and then like a big huge fun breakfast and then afterwards we went and did presents and the way we did presents was every single person like did did one at a time from like oldest to youngest We actually surprisingly as kids and kind of enjoyed that because it, it it I know right like you think kids see a bunch of presents they want to just find what's theirs and open everything. But we we were kind of trained by my parents and eventually grew to like it because it made the morning seem like it lasted forever. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until like it was like a two hour process opening presents and then the anticipation for the next one and Mm -hmm. everything was just super fun. And then I also remember Christmas Eve, I grew up in San Diego, in like North County, San Diego, and we would drive up to Orange County and uh, visit my grandparents and all the family in Southern California would, would congregate there. And we would all, always our tradition was was Domino's pizza for some reason, <laughs> maybe because my grandparents nice. and parents and everyone was like, I don't want to cook. Um, but it just kind of became a thing. It was always expected. And so it was always just pizza and exchanging gifts. And we always, uh, read the night before Christmas and everyone had special little parts. and It was super goofy and fun and everyone just kind of laughed and had a really good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sweet. Super, super mm-hmm. fun memories. That's awesome. How about you, Jason?
2: My, uh, childhood Christmas memories are all just good, good fun memories. I had a, a large family uh, Jamaicans. So, uh, mm-hmm. in the morning we're talking like five o'clock in the morning, get up, got to go to church in the morning for uh sun sunrise service <laughs> for Christmas. <laughs> I did not enjoy doing that because it was cold and all that. We had to go out and warm up the church band and everything. So, wait, go so, to
1: church. Wait, what time, what time would you guys be like getting out the house? Oh,
2: get up at five. You'd be out the house like maybe five 30. Oh, wow. Yeah. And you had, up uh, yeah, it was, it was early. Like, yeah. And so we'd get up, go up to church. They'd have like maybe some hot chocolate or something up there and they'd pray, tell the Christmas story, um, hug everybody. And then we'd leave by around maybe, maybe seven o'clock and come back home. And when we came back home, mom was already up getting ready with the food for the morning, and we'd have like this big Jamaican breakfast with dumplings and all types of delicacies as you could only imagine. <laughs> and and, uh, and after that, um, we'd have you know friends and family over. We'd vibe together, just watch TV, watch uh, Christmas movies and stuff. And then at the, after that, we would all get in the car and drive a long distance over to my aunt's house which had everybody else. And there we would do the gift giving. So I would not see any Christmas gifts until like seven or six at night on Christmas day. Like it was, I, I learned patience. Like I I didn't fuss about it.
5: You married patience. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, there you go.
2: (laughs) I tell her that her name is like a cosmic, uh, a cosmic prank. <laughs> but, it was, it was yeah. your
4: eternal gift. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And so that was my, that was my childhood. We is really gathered around uh, music. My dad with, with, with uh, the, with the record player playing some, I don't even know what it, what's her name, pa- uh, Sandy page or something. Like some of the old Nat King cold stuff. Mm-hmm, and I, that was the yeah. only time of the year that I was allowed to touch the records and touch the record player. So it was like, I could see, it was like a, a Wonder Years scene. Like, I, wow. okay, son, here, you take yeah. out the record. Don't pull it too fast because the yeah, people yeah. will scratch the record. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm looking at him putting it on the middle, making sure that the RPMs was right. Is this the 45? Yes, that's the 45. He put the things on. And it, yeah, I kind of like, now I kind of regret that technology has gone that far that we don't get to enjoy it those simple annoyances, but it was, it was, it was a fun thing to have as a kid. I can I remember that. Like big screen really. TVs that we have to look after now. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's got one in their room now and it's streaming. What happened to the Wi-Fi?
5: <laughs> Except Andrew. Where, where that line come from.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Taking shots, man. Taking yeah,
4: shots. I sure am. Yeah. And for everyone that that's missing that, um, <laughs> Before we all started, I shared the very sad, unfortunate story of my two-year-old smashing with a little plastic hammer and ruining my nice TV that I would watch football and everything on. So that is no longer (laughs) happening. Moment of silence for this man. Thank thank you. F F in the chat. Moment of silence. Thank you, gentlemen. Now, from across the pond is Matt.
0: Oh gosh! What's it like over there? What's what's the, the what does the queen do for Christmas?
5: I don't pay attention to what she does. To be fair, it's all me. Okay. Um, <laughs> I've got so many varied stories because it wasn't consistency throughout my life because my parents were never together. My dad would kind of drift in and out. Some of it was going to church, but our church would start at say seven, maybe. Uh-huh. Don't finish until eleven. And that was painful because they lied to me. They're church folks telling me that you must not lie. But then they say, it's only going to be an hour and a half service. I can do mass. That was not an hour and a half. So as a young person, that was just filling me up with anxiety. And then I remember another year where my dad would come round, we're having breakfast. He dragged that breakfast so long, I threw up with excitement for not being able to eat my, like, have my, like, it was, it was somewhat traumatic <laughs> Speaking about it. So I think now I'm kind of like, eh,
1: it's
5: a day off work really, isn't it? I don't really
4: care. Um, Poor Matt just wants to open some presents. Yeah. <laughs>
5: not even, not even, because I buy myself whatever I want throughout the year. I don't even wait for other people to sort me out because of my childhood. Um, but I like the idea of families coming together because that's not something I've always had the pleasure of having. Uh-huh. So being able to sort of have that union, of saying, at least if it's not for me, is for someone else to have that memory. That's what's important to me. The gift-giving, yeah, just those memories for me is just life-changing and just it's just wholesome, as long as Uh it's not traumatic in that way. Uh And I love hearing you guys having your stories and having your situation because even though I may not have had it it doesn't necessarily mean that I don't want someone else to have that as well. It's just some people have this experience, some people have that experience. I'm not begrudging it. It allows me to tell a story. I'm kind of over it a little bit, a little bit. Um, but ultimately, I just I just love it. Like this Christmas, I'm spending it with my family. But I'm excited for the memories that we're going to create together. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. that's definitely okay.
1: for it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. What about you, Travis? Any Anything? Gosh, the, the, the one thing that stands
0: out, uh, which I do not do this to my children, although I kind of want to just to pain them, but Kenny G.
5: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Every yeah, yeah, yeah. Christmas yeah, It was like Kenny G man It was like It's it just about. the same so, Same record Same thing It was like my parents I don't know what They, they were Kenny it's a, That would just come out And that's I just think Kenny G music Playing in the
1: house um, Huge Kenny G fan By the way <laughs> Are you? Nice. Yes Okay Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Huge Kenny so, G fan Okay so meet okay. him That would be like One of the highlights of my life Wow
0: <laughs> Wow yeah. Okay Awesome Okay. So yeah, that's, that's my, that's why I think of Christmas as Kenny G and, you know, all the basic stuff we'd wake up in the morning and do, um, we have to wait always for, you know, we couldn't do it first thing in the morning. We had to wait till like eight or nine and then wait till everyone's awake. So we have to wait till everyone's awake. And, oh, speaking of, look who it is.
1: This Sorry. is Lillian,
2: right? Yes. you. Um,
1: <laughs> Hi, Lillian. Hi Lillian.
2: Okay. They all said hi Lillian. I don't think she can hear because I have my earbuds. Mm. Alright, go ask mama, okay? <laughs> Love you.
0: <laughs> There's the star.
5: Yeah. You sure you just guys happened. want to give sex to me now, right? You just see <laughs> how you want to have a to me. Come on now.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. Oh I'm I'm re- I'm sorry. Si- I know three I'm is my day. max.
4: <laughs> three is plan. my
0: max. I'm, so I'm-, I'm moved. <laughs> Oh, I'm I'm prepared here for this. Um, so yeah, we'd wake up and do you know we would do kind of like one gifts at a time, similar to you know uh, Andrew. And so we one gift at a time. Everyone share back and forth and give gifts, and always have you know classic Christmas PJs. Everyone puts their PJs on in the morning, you know, uh, usually plaid of some sort. Just sit around and open it up and have hot cocoa, and um, that that was kind of my. Christmas morning, you know, we were a small family. We didn't really hang out with like a lot of our extended family, so it was kind of just us, and just kind of we did just our little thing. And um, there was a few times we'd go, and and we had some family in Nevada, my dad's side, and we would see them a couple times, but it wasn't regular. It was like a couple times for Christmas. And you know, I always think of Home Alone. You know, yeah, we'd always watch that movie on Christmas too. Classic. I remember watching Home Alone series as a kid and doing all that kind of stuff. Yes, yep. That, that exactly. makes me every time, bro. Uh-huh. Every that time. Was,
4: yeah. So
0: Home Alone and Kenny G is kind of what I think of when I think of childhood Christmas. Um, and then uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation was the yeah. other one that I grew up watching. So those are like, nice. that's, you know, those are kind of like my Christmas movies growing up as a kid.
1: Awesome. So what about you, Kelly? Yeah. So for me, it's the total opposite of the spectrum. Um, Christmas was not a thing in our household. It was just not a thing. So- Let's see. When we're when I, I lived in Venezuela for for some years and in Venezuela, there is no it's Christmas time and there's snow outside. There's definitely a festive atmosphere. And so there would be this thing called parranda, which means what would be the equivalent like like people going around and, and singing Christmas carols. Mm -hmm. But not the like soft stuff. We talk about like tambourines and we talk about like, so it's really festive. So they had lights out and the stores would decorate. So there was that type of festive atmosphere. So we would be outside and just sort of take all of that in. But in terms Mm -hmm. of and, you know, the food and all of that good stuff, Ajakas and oh my gosh, just like the good stuff. But then in our household, it was not something that we celebrated because the thought was, you know, uh, Christmas—that was a pagan holiday. <laughs> you know, it was it, Jesus wasn't born on the twenty-fifth of December. You know, that was so there was all of that, and so why are we celebrating something that somebody else said that's when Jesus was born? So. That was the the philosophy, you know, behind behind that. And because that was normal to me and to my sisters, it never felt like, oh, we didn't get any gifts like we were getting gifts throughout the whole year. You know, Mm -hmm. we were getting taken out throughout the whole year. We lived with my mom by herself. And then so friends of hers would come and take us out to eat and do that kind of stuff. So we never felt like we were missing out on anything. So when I came to the States and, you know, there's this aura of Christmas We just step right into it like, nope, it's it's still the same thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, you know, as looking forward as adults and it's just like, yeah, I don't I, I didn't mind it really. Like I can appreciate the fact that I didn't have to see my mom just run around like a mad woman trying to get us gifts so that we wouldn't have a horrible Christmas. We were cool. And it's been like that, you know, that, that, that's just the trajectory we've been on since.
0: Hmm. Yeah. These are all varying dance, you know, stories from childhood from what our family traditions were. And it's interesting just to hear the the, the similarities as well as the differences and just the range. Um, yeah. and so, but what I did hear the theme, obviously I heard from all of us was definitely the, there was the, the relational aspect, even, you know, even for Kelly, there's this relational piece and there's something that we, we celebrate together and we're we're having community within our family and with friends. Um, that's definitely a theme that stood out among among the different traditions and definitely some overlap there. Um, and so, the, I guess the transition is: is hey, as dads now, you know, what are you doing as creating in the holiday season now? You know, which could be very similar, could be very different. But what are you doing to create your dad holiday traditions for your family? And what is what are you trying to create now as men, as fathers, to kind of give to your kids? and to hopefully pass down to the, you know, grandkids. Yeah. So whoever wants to start. Well,
2: I kind of feel like, it, for me, it's, it's very strange in a way, because we, I have my Christmas traditions that I had growing up, and then my children, the, except for Lillian, who we got at three days old, the other two, like, had their own kind of upbringing until um, they were respectively four and six years old. And so coming into our home, their very first Christmas was like, I was like, hey, so what do you guys uh, get for Christmas? And it was kind of the same thing. We don't we don't get anything for Christmas. I don't know what really was the background. You can't really judge anybody's motives. Uh-huh. But it was like for us as adults, we're like, oh, my gosh, because this is our culture. And so we immediately interpreted it as, oh, my God, that's so sad. They never got gifts. Uh-huh. They never got gifts for birthdays or anything. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm about to show out. So the very first Christmas was a lot. It was a lot about gifts and a lot about being introduced to our extended family. And my family was kind of out of the picture, my relatives. So it was mostly my wife's extended family. So it was like this big new thing for them to be around the Christmas trees. And we're driving 900 miles to go to South Dakota after we get the judge's court order to take the 'Cause they were still foster kids at that time. So it was a lot of moving parts mm-hmm. to get them into that place. But now, as we've we've had this mature relationship after this, I guess it's been six years now. Lillian's six years old. Yeah. So that's six years we've been doing this. This year has been the most transformative year as far as how we've lived. Because we were living in a two bedroom apartment, small house, living small, trying to just scraping by. Uh-huh. Then this year, I've had a pretty r- breakout year. So a lot of things are very, very different this year. They are like, I would like to get that, and there's no financial constraint that I can't get what they're pointing at. And to me, as I got older, I don't really care about gifts as much, and like I care about the relational aspect. But I do understand there's a relational component that happens when you do give somebody something. It's like if if that's their love language so to speak uh-huh. um and so now yeah where are it's a lot of of like oh my gosh i really like lillian just got a barbie dream house uh today we celebrated christmas today <laughs> because nice. we're gonna be we're gonna be out of state for the um for december and uh, okay. when we go out of state we're gonna go to disney like there's oh did that hurt you okay where's mom <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, you? where's go mom? Find mom? That's the okay, best thing it. that could go. be said on a dad's
2: podcast. <laughs> yeah, where's <is> mom? <laughs> go find mom. I can't have you over here. <laughs> yeah. So, That's funny. Um, we're like, we're experiencing, uh, like, a, I guess, a big transformation in the way that we're going about things, and we're trying to find, we're trying not to do too much. And so I guess if, if I could sum it up, we're still trying to write our tradition mm. right now and we're trying to find our way right now. So mm. uh, wish me luck. I'm going to try to take as much tips as I can from you guys. Cause <laughs> I really, I don't know what, what I'm doing, <laughs> but Disney seems pretty good. Like I, I think if I could say that, that's like something that might be relational and experiential, but they'll never forget. Hopefully I think, being able to be down at Disney around Christmas time should be, that should hit, hit the list.
3: Yeah, man. Disney, man. That's yeah. That that's uh, everything holiday ish, man. That's dope. Yeah. Can I go? Yeah, go Hector. So for me, um, you know, as I mentioned for, for, for my childhood, we spent a lot of time with family. And I think now that I have girls um, (laughs) we still hold, sorry, my wife just looked in here. <laughs> I, I don't know if you I can do was your mother uh, not uh, yeah really you have to of these eyes did that <I? laughs> that's funny oh oh, all, i never no know you. if it's gonna be my kids or what but um so so you know like i said growing up like we we had a lot of family festivities um and we still have that with with my you know, with, with, with our extended families, we, we do, it is a little bit different. We live in a different town than a lot of our family does. Um, so that, but that's still there to some extent. We spent, spent a lot of time with our family, but I think the the new things that we're trying to do with our family are, um, just really trying to find specific and um, and uh, intentional events for our kids. So one one of the one of the traditions that we started two years or three years back is um, the Nutcracker. So just trying to find some local presentation of the Nutcracker, you know, something that's kid friendly, you know, and all that, and uh, bringing them to that. We make a big deal about it. We go to dinner beforehand. We get them dresses for them to get all dressed up mm-hmm. and and stuff. And nice, um, you know, just treat it like a really special thing. And um, even even last year in twenty twenty with with COVID. Uh, that wasn't happening, but we still tried to make it special. We got a little projector for our backyard and, you know, we kind of ordered ordered in some food and kind of made that a special thing. So so that's something that that's a tradition. We also do like lights. You know, we go and we pick a night of the of the season and we just go, you know, look at Christmas lights and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they love that. So, yeah, those are are a couple of them. But I can say being a dad, you know, to, to my four girls, the holidays just makes for some really Really sweet memories, and I think I'm enjoying it more than I thought I would. You know, as a dad, being able to kind of relive a lot of those memories as a kid, and uh, being able to see kind of the the the, the her, their faces light up, you know, when when they're having the experiences they're having, and yeah. knowing that they're enjoying their childhood. So it is, it's pretty cool.
1: Hmm.
3: What about you, Andrew? Yeah, I was I was kind of reflecting on what's what's been
4: said before, and I think that's. That's one of the things that I've really enjoyed about the holidays is is for me, for me as a dad, like generally speaking, we can buy or whatever gifts or things that we need throughout the year. Yeah. We don't we don't wait for Christmas like our like our kids do. And so being able to see our kids in the anticipation of the season and the holidays. And then I, I just feel so lucky that my dad recorded a bunch of home videos around Christmas time. So I get to see what I was like at my son's now current age. And I get to kind of just, you get to see that generational, just reliving these moments. And I'm so thankful for our technology and social media and things to be able to capture those moments. So my children will be able to pass that down. And relive their experiences and see that joy in themselves. And I just feel lucky to be able to see that. And that's one of the big things that I love about the holidays is it's definitely turning in my life in general over the last couple of years, we've, we've gone through some difficult times and it's been a huge mental shift in the focus of importance of relationships and building relationships now and being present. And I think the holidays is always a fantastic reminder of that and a fantastic time because you're going to go meet up with family and be with family and it's always a great time to reconnect and, and things like that. So that's one of the things that that we always like to do is make it a point to connect with family, especially family that's local. I'm I'm a homebody. I don't really like to travel for the holidays. I love to kind of just shelter in place and, and stay by the fire. And since I'm I'm a San Diego kid, having snow on Christmas is is like super magical for me for some reason. I love snow. I love precipitation because it occurs here uh, a little bit more than San Diego. And um, but yeah, as far as just traditions go, one of the things that we we love doing is I think the same as as Hector is we choose a night and there's a special map of the Salt Lake Valley where specific homes will put their Address on this map and you go to all these places that are completely incredible where Mm. people these these amazing dads are blowing their December electric bill (laughs) on our entertainment (laughs) and it's absolutely fantastic so we love doing that there's a couple local things in our town that we always make it a point to go to. And uh, we still try to maintain the tradition of, of pizza on Christmas Eve. And then nice. on Christmas Day, my wife's family's tradition that I've grown to love is bread bowls with homemade clam chowder. Oh that's always a thing. And know so I might adopt that one. That so, oh, it's, fan- it's fantastic. So yeah, definitely visiting Christmas lights and, and seeing all the things around town is our definite definite staples in our home.
5: Hmm. How about you, Matt? Wow. I feel like I can bring up the rear in here. Cause I'm, I just feel that, I don't feel that festive when comparison yeah. because, um, similar to like the whole gift giving side of things, I just want to make it a thing that's constant throughout the year. I don't want it to wait until a particular point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I can really say, and I think it's because my son is so young as well, is that when he turned one, uh, that was at the height of COVID. And then obviously he turned two this year. So, it was a bit hard to do anything that I may have wanted to do anyway. Uh But the reality is it's a matter of, it's just nice because my mum and my in-laws and my brother-in-law and so forth all just come together. and We're just at like their house or someone's house. That's a nice thing. Um, but I, I, I try and make I just I think because And to give you a bit of backstory I've lost a lot of family members Over a space of a short period of time In my life When I was younger mm-hmm. So I'm very intentional About making sure Whatever I do I do it with a purpose So I don't want to wait Until a birthday I don't want to wait Until an anniversary I don't want to wait Until Christmas I, If I want if I feel a certain way now I want to do it now mm-hmm. And that's, that's the same good. I want to be with my son So when it comes to us Spending time together As a free Or with my extended family Then we're going to do that We're not going to wait Until such time but mm-hmm. it's nice Just watching everyone Be able to get together I find myself That he's probably A miserable side of me is that I just try And be mindful Of the fact that I don't want him to be Overly stimulated From all mm-hmm. the gift giving And stuff like that I'd rather Sort of be like It's calm It's great that we are spending time together But don't shower him Or myself Or my wife With a whole bunch of gifts that Honestly I'm going to re-gift I don't want that I don't yeah. want him To develop that If you want to give money Here's his account number Go pay money into it But just I don't want it to be a materialistic thing. I want it to be wholesome. I want it to be understanding. We're spending time with family. If you want to have a nap, go have a nap. Don't feel you have to stay up because other people we stay up. Because one of my good friends, he has an issue where he would travel to his mums, to his dads, to his cousins, all over the gaff before he even did anything. And I'm like, I'm not on that life. Uh, this is my day. This is every day's my day with due respect. So I don't want to and I don't want my son or anyone in my family to feel pressured to please others for if you want to go that route, a pagan holiday. But the reality <laughs> is, is that do what you need to do for your home dynamics and make sure you make it special. That's 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 my personal take on it. Again, mm. I'm not here to sort of rain anyone else's parade, do you? And I fully appreciate it and I love that you're passionate about what you are doing. Uh-huh. But for me personally, I want to be intentional about what I'm doing, why I'm doing it for my family, and just have that bond so that at least they can say, Oh, we used to sit down and watch this movie or we watched that movie. Yeah. Um, I'm happy with that. But I don't want you to feel that we had to travel around the world just to please other people for whatever reason. Then, next, you know, for the rest of the year, I'm scrimping pennies together because I can't afford that because I blew it all on Christmas. Yeah. Hmm,
3: right. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's good, man. Man. yeah. yeah there. Yeah, yeah, been
1: there.
0: Yeah,
3: Jason, um, go
2: ahead. I just feel like th- that is an incredibly intentional and healthy mindset to have that I am just newly walking into because that was me drive nine hundred miles to go to this house. Oh, we got to go see these people. We got to go see these people, and I'd be like tired, and I'd feel bad because I was tired. Because oh man, I'm so sorry, I'm falling asleep. Yeah, you just drove nine, like you drove 10 hours straight to get there. But I'm thinking Gen X are raised mostly as a people pleaser. So it takes a while to come into the, the place where you're at, the mental capacity to say, I'm going to take, take agency of my own um self and my own time today is my day that that's is good. like a really powerful statement yeah, Like powerful. saying it's it's Christmas day no it's my day yeah. and if you want to take a nap after that tryptophan hit you from that turkey then take a <laughs> on nap <Yeah>. like <laughs> you I'm have to, to stay up and just rest Oh my gosh, that's heavenly right there. Oh, just, yeah,
5: just that's, sweat, sweatpants, sweatpants. Just just untie it and
1: just yeah, uh, sweatpants, baby. I
2: tell you, and if you have those sweatpants, sweatpants, you don't even need to get the vasectom. I'm just kidding. <laughs>
5: wow. wow. Okay. <laughs>
4: full
0: circle. Full circle. Full circle. That's good. That's
4: it's good, working. Jay. Circle, that's good, Jason. That beautiful.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah what about that's what you
1: what are you Kelly? What are you trying to create now? That so that's the phase like. Um, Like Jason, I think that's the phase that uh, I'm in right now because my wife also comes from a very traditional home where, I mean, my in-laws, I don't think they celebrate hardly anything. I mean, they do birthdays and stuff like that, but in terms of holidays and what have you, I don't think they they hardly do anything really. So, you know, that's the fiber, uh, that's the cloth that she was cut out from, you know? And mm-hmm. so it makes it challenging for us as a couple to think about you know what kind of traditions we're trying to to set, if any. She's not opposed to like there's this place outside of Philadelphia where it's like a little village that is a Christmas village. And I mean, it's lights, it is mm-hmm. it, the whole shebang, and it is beautiful and it's a drive-through place. So you go and you just hang out in your car and you drive through You know these really beautifully lit streets and mm-hmm. all the trees are covered in lights and they have monuments. I mean, it is absolutely beautiful. And so she's not opposed to doing things like that, And uh, I've done it before, before she and I got married. uh, Last year, we thought about doing it, but the baby was still uh, too young to take him out. Uh, to do that, we'll have to think about whether or not we want to do that this year. But stuff like that, for me personally, Home Alone movies, I mean, Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2, it's an absolute must. I mean, I I must watch Home Alone, Alone 2, mm-hmm. right? Um, so if I can have my son join me when he gets older into that piece of it, then at least I know when, you know, I don't need a particular season to watch Home Alone, I could watch Home Alone all day, every day, right? (laughs) But if we're trying to create something around that season, then if I can have him join me, Hmm. at least in that tradition, so that he knows he could watch Home Alone whenever he wants, but definitely on around this time of year, I'm just gonna, it's just gonna be me and dad, and we're gonna sit there, Hmm. and we're gonna watch Home Alone, I think I could I could live with with, with something like that, because I, I, I do appreciate what Matt said. You know, it's not a matter of pleasing people and and, and having to to feel this pressure of. And to me, I, I always found that baffling, you know, again, coming from the background of. Christmas was not a big thing for us. And so being an outsider, observing what was happening in America. And I mean, just the Thanksgiving, we thank you, Lord, for everything that you've given us. Black Friday, let's kill people so we can get what we want. (laughs) And then Christmas (laughs) time. And then to me, it it was always puzzling, like, man, this doesn't add up. You know, Mm. like this one time of year, people are racking up the credit card bills and all the headache and all of this and a, a whole bunch of these kids are ungrateful anyway because they're just going to open up the gifts and not use them the rest of the year and but oh. they want the most expensive xbox and this and that and hundreds of thousands of dollars going to waste and then january 1st and uh everything's sale. So. yeah Yeah. so so to me that that never never made sense and Mm. i never wanted to to buy into that and i'm thankful for my background in that regard that i don't like that doesn't appeal to me in any way shape or form i think i've only done Mm. black friday once in my life and i was like that's Mm. it you know what i mean so i just want to create those type of yeah. moments with my son, uh, not just around the holidays, but just throughout the year so that he knows this is a me and dad thing. Mm-hmm. And if it extends, you know, yeah. to the holidays as well, then so be it. But, yeah, yeah I- I'm definitely picking up what you're putting down, Matt. That that is that's that's the mode of operation that that I want to function at.
3: Hmm.
5: And one thing I would say is that what I really liked about what you said as as well as the rest of the guys is that in using your situation about the home alone situation in years to come, when you're no longer around, at least that he'll be able to watch that and Mm -hmm. think of you. Yeah. And he will have that. And that for me is something really special. Just sort of knowing that you just do something and it just casts your mind back to a happier time.
1: Yeah. Where, you know,
5: yes, you're, you're grieving, you're able to smile because you're thinking, oh, we used to laugh at that all the time. And, oh my gosh. It's yeah. still funny yeah, because yeah. grieving, it can be painful, but sometimes yeah. you just need to grieve, but be able to smile while grieving because yeah. Yeah. it's a that shared enjoyable moment. So yeah, I love mm-hmm. that.
1: For sure. That's huge. Awesome. Thank That's you for killing awesome. me off. Good word. But I appreciate that.
5: <laughs> 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 if it makes you feel really good, I was thinking about
1: um, uh, Black Panther
5: well, you haven't died, you're just in another plane. You uh, know.
4: There, you exactly. go. there you go,
0: there you go. I yeah, saved myself. <laughs> there you go.
2: <laughs> so, so, you know so. who's not at those other planes? Who Mother-in-law. I didn't oh, see wow. any. Wow.
5: <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, You're trying to make it to that plane, aren't you?
2: <laughs> Man, no, I'm good, I'm good. She don't watch nothing on the internet, I'm safe. <laughs> uh, I'll send it to her, I'll send
5: her the link.
0: We'll send her a VHS tape. So <laughs> there, there you go. Look at to Send
2: me to the astral plane.
0: <laughs> so, so I'm wondering, you know, with everything I was hearing, you guys say, like, you guys are, we're all trying to create something for our families, and you know, whether it's within the typical tradition or not. And I know for a lot of you, this is still probably going to evolve as. And even with myself, like it's going to evolve with time. But if you were to think about what are you really trying to instill within this season, this kind of winter, holiday, whatever, but we're in a season. We're trying to create something. If you can give your kids one thing, your family one thing within this, what are you trying to instill in them in this particular season?
3: If I could share. Um, yeah. And uh, and I hate to be this guy because I, I after this, I, I have to be the guy to... To, to, to jump off. I I don't know if we talked about this in the call, but my mother-in-law's here. I'm recording in the space that she's supposed to be sleeping in. On top of that, one of my kids came home sick from school today. So I mm-hmm. I just, as a dad, this is being a dad podcast, I got some stuff that needs my attention, sure. stuff, so yeah, I have, have to jump off. But yeah. but um, man, so what I hope to instill and what my wife hopes to instill um, what we both are hoping to achieve you know, with these holiday seasons is, is and I think somebody said it earlier, Kelly, I think it was you, is just this idea of of love, you know, of community, of valuing relationships. And man, I love what you just said, bro, of like, you know, someday, 20, 30, you know, 50 years from now that they'll be able to, you know, smile, you know, when they, when they see that funny part in that Christmas movie that they, you know, that they remember sitting on dad's lap, you Mm -hmm. know, watching with, or, or they smell that, 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 that turkey that makes them think of their grandmother Mm -hmm. or, You know, Mm -hmm. they, you know, whatever it is, you know, um, because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, whether you're a person of faith, a religious person or not, what we all have in common is relationships and, and, and people and the power that that we have to be able to encourage one another, to be able to support and, and, and love one another. It, it, it's powerful. So so for our for our daughters, we want to instill that love relationships and, and not just receiving it, but being able to give it, you know, being able to offer that and, yeah. and you know, be a light in, in other people's lives. Whether it's a family or people that we're going to serve or friends, you know, whatever it is. Um, yeah, it's all about love. It's all about relationships. And it's a beautiful season to do that.
1: Hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I'll say that, yeah. dude.
3: I love y'all. It was, it was really good being with you. And hey, don't, we'll bring you it back for a
0: nice. vasectomy. So don't worry. Well, it'll be a part two. We're hey, good. So you get my rest story. And...
3: You don't want to miss my story. I'll, I'll be back for that one.
0: Oh, we'll, we'll do a shared story. It'll be fun. We'll uh, I do blessings, man. Have a good night. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, uh, yeah. Who wants to follow up? Hector, man. So we just who wants to do that. I, I think oh, we do that. that... You know, sorry, sorry.
5: Travis, did you share your part about, what, about Christmas and stuff?
0: No, I did not. But I can't. Mm. Um. So good call, Matt. So for me, the traditions I've been doing, like my wife and I, we've been we've been together, married eleven years, and so we uh, we started our own tradition. We, you know, you call it cheesy, whatever you want, but we. Every time we get a Christmas tree, even when we were when we lived in an apartment, we got like a little Charlie Brown tree, you know, real small, and you know, decorate. Just we, that was our thing. Just small, funky looking. Just get it in, and just real, just like you know, couple nice. ornaments, and um, but we'd always watch Love Actually in the background. Mm. It was you know why? It's a it's a tradition, right? It just for whatever reason, that's the movie just we have on the background, and mm-hmm. we we de- so that'd be on the background, and we decorate our tree, and we you know she'd usually make some cookies or something. So there's always like cookies. Making cookies, they're baking while we're doing the tree. When the tree's done, we then get some cookies, and then we sit down and fit. you know by the time there may be barely anything left of the movie, it's kind of like a white noise thing. Yeah, and we've been doing that. We don't have our kids do that because there's you know some scenes in that movie that <laughs> <we> don't <laughs> want our kids seeing, highly inappropriate. But we we do that when they go to bed. We we still have it when they go to bed. And um, but what we have been doing now with our with our kids. You know, now that I'm a four and two year old, we we bring them. We always go to Home Depot to get our tree, but they sell trees for cheap. The Christmas trees for cheap. It's like great price, and so we go always to a Home Depot, local Home Depot, and we walk around with the boys, and they they help us pick out a tree. We hold them up, and they 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 try to grab the tree and drag stuff around. So it's just fun because they they want to help me out. Like they see me doing, and it's really cool. They just want to help dad out, and they just want to grab trees like I am and pull stuff out and hold it up with me, and so. And then we spin the tree around, and they help me spin it because, you know, my wife's got to make sure it looks um, pristine. Right. You know, it can't be a big dead spot. And I'm like, eh, it's fine. Let's just take this tree. She's like, no, it has to be, you know. You know, (laughs) I'm like, All right. Sometimes I would get frustrated. I'm like, let's just pick a tree. I've done like 20 of them. But <laughs> um, so we do that. We go home. And then that night we we decorate it with the kids and we help them. You know, now they help us put on ornaments, at least the non-glass ones. And so we do that. And they, you know, they pick they they pick out their ornament and put it on. And so just, just try and still like it, it's all, but it's all about family. It's all about relationships. So what we're doing is really about creating memories, fun memories with food and cookies and the smell of a Christmas tree and the lights. And then in the morning, what we do is we don't turn the lights on that night. Mm. So we, the, we help, they start decorating and they go to bed. We then finish and put the movie on and then we put the lights on. And when we get up in the morning, and we've done this now the last three years, been doing it. And this last year, just they're excited out because they come out and we have the lights on in the morning, early morning for the next day. And they come out and they're just like, their eyes are wide and they see just, it's cause it's dark in the house and the lights are on in the tree and they're just like, and they get so excited and they come up and they're just like staring at it. And that to me is just like, it's just such a good feeling. It's It's just cool. It's just like, Oh, you just see their excitement and like they just stare at this tree and they're just looking up and I'm like, Oh man, this feels so good. And you know, I just get excited with them. So it's like, that's the stuff we're doing. Um, and just those types of memories. And then, um, you know with Christmas music and stuff, and and we have I have a record player, so I put some old old stuff on there, old Christmas goodies and stuff on the record player, and have that play around. They love the record player, and so don't say it. Jason come um, around. Yeah, Jason will come around. He'll be real slow, we're we'll taking just real delicate, yeah, you know, and then scratching a bit. Um, but it's it's good, and and to answer the more deeper question, you know, I guess since I'm I'm going, then I'll have you guys go. The rest is yeah, we're really just trying to. Um, yeah, we we do have a strong. We come from a strong faith background, which we also instill. But beyond that, right, at the end of the day, what we're really trying to instill, like Hector, is just at the end of the day. It's about our relationship as a family, our relationship with other family members, other friends that are now family that, that are family, that but they're friends. It's it's yeah. about relationship and being relational and and really just being loving and generous to people. Um, that's what I want them to know. Is this this whole season we we want to instill them just to be loving men and good men and starting with these traditions to love on our family kind of in, in to out like starting with our family and then, and then loving others um, I want them to be loving men like caring men and um, to give that away to to the world so I'm trying to start at a young age and with my four and a half two and a half year old and that's my heart for them and that's that's what we're doing and it's, it's fun awesome. man. it's fun when they get older it's like it's cool like now they're excited and that's like the funnest part really is their eyes just like oh so, yeah.
1: Man. One of the things that makes this time of year interesting is, you know, are all the lights. I mean, Christmas without lights is just blah. Right? Yeah. So, I want to take the wisdom that I can squeeze from from that to try to instill in my son um the 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 notion that you know just like everyone sort of waits for this time of year to put an emphasis on on light and the light shining brightest when it gets darker like the rest of the year there can be so much darkness but if he can be this constant light bulb to to in people's lives. Mm-hmm you know it can be it can look as beautiful as the lights do on christmas or yeah. during this time of year so i think that's that's more so the teaching that i want to to upload in him right because i mean you know this time of year is full is so full of of uh people receiving and and you know the one who's receiving has to be has to receive it from someone so there is also giving but the the emphasis is typically on the receiving end of things yeah yeah and so i want to turn that around for him for us you know and 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 show him that just like millions of people are waiting for this time of year anticipating what they will receive we on the other hand should take advantage of this season where people are waiting to receive and we ought to be, or we should grow in excitement to be able to give Mm -hmm. so that it's always the counter of what's expected. Cause I, I, I just don't like the fact, one of the things, one of the things that I don't like about this season is the expectation of having to, to receive and, and, and having to be happy and having to like all of these expectations, you know, you have to do this. And so you would drive 900 miles to South Dakota. And I mean, it's just it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Right. So how can we turn the tide around with with my son, you know, uh, of all of the expectations of this season and mm, yeah. and teach him to live and to, at least within this season and everything that's expected of it, in a different way mm. than what is expected. So, yeah, I think that's where my mind is at right now, just trying mm. to um, to teach him these things. And it has to start by whatever it is I do so that he can see it. Right, happening, and invite him into into that mode of thinking and that mode of being. Hmm.
2: That that's it's like a lot of from what you guys are saying that I'm seeing is like emerging is a lot of mindfulness um, in the season. Mm. And I like if I sit here and give an honest audit of my past uh, Christmases, you you just go into the reactionary mode you're reacting mm-hmm. to th- this is what you're expected to do this is what we and so we're out there and it's christmas time and i'm mad in line because i didn't get to the week because uh-huh. this lady took it and i didn't get it or you know it's the day after thanksgiving and we're rushing to black friday and we're in there and we're upset because walmart won't let you take it off the rack until 12 o'clock <laughs> you know uh-huh. like and where you realize, like it, once you're removed from that, where's the mindfulness in that? Like, why are we even here? Yeah, we're here to to show love, hmm. and if it's in the form of giving, why is there a stipulation where it? it better be this gift, it better be such and such, or they're not going to be happy? And then you're kind of forecasting this kind of mood around Christmas, where oh, man, I really hope she likes it. Mm. And she opens up the gift and the reaction and really what you were expecting. And now you feel like your feelings are hurt and all of this stuff. And at the end of the day, credit card bills come in. And for what? Like, Mm. why? This whole mindfulness of talking to your kid, telling them that you want to learn how to be the light in the dark place, just be you, you being the light there and the, hey, what do you guys want to do? Do you want to take a nap? Like that type of stuff, that type of thinking is, I think is way more wholesome Mm. than, you know, all the pressure that we normally get into. And I I think it happens to us and we're not even aware that we're participating in it until you get moments like these where I can sit down with you gentlemen and be like, man, I really did have it Jack though. I'm here thinking that, man, this is fun. But internally I'm, I know that the date is creeping cl- closer mm-hmm. and I can feel the energy, even in myself. I'm like, Oh man, we are about to do this. We're about to, what's the itinerary.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's not,
2: that's not that fresh. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. It's not mindful at all.
0: Well, you Andrew, you're like nodding along there.
4: Yeah. A lot of what everyone's saying is, is really resonating. Um, the the first thing that, that you said about your tradition, going back to, to you, Travis, about the tree, and I, and I think one of the big themes here is a lot of these traditions that we create, I've noticed that everybody says these traditions are all done with our family. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily about Christmas Day, about December 24th and December 25th. Mm-hmm. It I've noticed everyone here is talking about the season, and it's a season mm-hmm. where you know whatever's happened in the, the last especially these last couple of crazy years yeah. it's it's been a it's always brings us back to what's important and it's the relationships that we have with each other mm-hmm. about creating new relationships and and making meaning out of that and and one of the things that um, that reminded me about setting up our christmas tree is every single vacation that we do as a family we make it a point to go and and buy a christmas ornament from that specific vacation, mm-hmm. because what we do awesome. is then we get to put that on the tree and then we laugh and reminisce about oh, when man. my wife and I went and did a couple's trip to Vegas or when we went with the the kids to Hawaii or mm-hmm. did this or even if it was something where we just drove to some little location, we wanted to remember this small town where we got stuck and ran out of gas, or something like that. <laughs> just, just these little moments that that help bring us back to what's important. Mm-hmm. And then the the last thing is I forgot to to mention this other tradition that we started just last year because uh, we've had a lot of shifts in in beliefs and things. And one of the things that we wanted to really start doing was celebrating the light because this mm-hmm. is when. This is when it starts to get really dark here in the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah. And winter solstice we celebrated last year, which was like a week or something before Christmas. And it's the darkest day of the year. And Mm -hmm. so what we decided to do was we we brought together some of our close family that lives near us, and we turned off all the lights in the house when it started to get dark, and we only used candlelight around the house. And then Mm -hmm. we talked about what we loved about the year, what are the things we want to do next year as yeah. far as maybe setting goals and what are the things that we love about each other and so it was just really focused on hmm. on ourselves and and our our relationship with others and it was really fun to just mix things up and try something totally new that we're yeah. like we don't we don't know what we're doing we're celebrating winter solstice we didn't grow up doing this yeah but it was it was fun to bring light to the yeah. darkest day of the year and yeah. and I hope to iterate on that tradition as as we we continue to grow because this is what's important being mindful about the whole season being mindful about our relationships and mm. you know because I I like I said at the at the beginning during my introduction one of the things that I'm really concerned about is being able to maintain a relationship with my kids when they're older I want them yeah. to take pride in saying mm that they want to bring their fiance over to meet mom and dad cuz mom and dad are great mom yeah. and dad are fun they're super awesome yeah. and i want yeah. to be able to that 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 is my long term goal yeah. and i've shifted parenting strategies and everything over the last couple of years to achieve that and so yeah that's that's what i hope to do
0: yeah dude, dude. i love yeah. i love that man that's like speaking to me man that's that's uh, gold yeah that's gold man i want that for i want my kids to bring their their fiance or friends over and say hey let's go to mom and dad's because it's not it's not a stress ball yeah. it's not yeah. like people aren't Ooh. pissed off and angry right it's people aren't but it's like no it's it's loving it's calm it's intentional and It's because they want to because exactly. they want to yeah. right not that we're forcing them yeah. because but, right. they want but, to right? yeah. Yeah. yeah my
2: daughter said this to me today she goes because she's realized like right now we have extended family that's around us like at this time um and there's there's a little bit of tension that comes along with that you know you get you're trying to interpret what people are saying if it's a judgment Mm -hmm. if it's this or that like yeah like even how we keep our house or whatever and so i uh we we do things very non-traditional like i'm my job I'm, i'm a content creator like (laughs) <laughs> like that's not <laughs> what people would consider normal yeah. your content career. Well, yeah. So where do you, where do you go to do your work? Like I get up and go to my office in my house. And so like having that non-traditional sense, that's how we live. And when you have extended family around, it's my daughter goes, she says, I kind of feel bad because I feel like you guys are trying to, it was really poignant. She goes, You guys are trying not to be judged, but you're happy to see your rest of your family, but you feel like they're judging you. And then she goes, I hope that when I have my family, that when I come to visit you guys, that we feel comfortable. And I was like, Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's super duper important. But to hear it from her saying it to me like that, because she's the mission, really, like all of us, we look down into their eyes. They are the mission if you want that relationship, like they're not going to remember the crap you got them. They're going to remember like those moments, the Christmas tree, the um, dad let me take a nap while we were watching a movie that I like or home alone. Those, those things are what bring that comfort and what builds that uh, foundation. So they know that further on down the line, they got their husband or wife or what have you. And they're ready to bring them, into the fold they don't have to be like it's not a trope like we don't want it to be the trope where they're in the car and you think they're gonna like me they're gonna love you oh my gosh (laughs) and you know you're just telling them something because you really know oh boy okay you better do the right things when you come through the door like why should why should my kid and the person they love have to fight through a gauntlet to get Mm. the relationship that they've had with me like it makes no sense. Like 100%. we need to be able to be that for them. And I, I hear that in each and every one of you guys, you guys have that, that goal in mind and that's very inspiring to me.
1: Can we talk about the elephant in the room a little bit more though? The fact that the, the pressure of that comes with the season and sort of how you deal with it, um, on you know in, in your context so we've been talking about Christmas more so than Thanksgiving for instance but mm-hmm. with these gatherings there's the expectation we got to go to this person's house because we didn't go there last year and so-and-so is going to be there and oh man I don't really want to be around so-and-so you know so like that kind of that kind of stuff like how, how if that's if any of that speaks to any of your experience current past, how have you dealt with that? It's like falling down the steps.
2: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's it's not graceful at all. Like, I don't know anybody could do that super duper gracefully unless they feel like they can just get up and and leave if they, or just say they don't want to be there kind of thing. But my like, Right now, I'm thinking, yeah, you, you're the king. <laughs> like the thing that I'm, I'm trying to, trying to wrap my head around my now. Head. Like right, <laughs> because our kids, our kids came to us through a traumatic experience of foster care. So you got removed, and now you're in this situation. And here we are in foster care. Now you have to learn to trust this big dude and his wife. And now, six years in, you're a family, and you're learning to do it and all that time we were there trying to protect them from things that may is sensitive things that people might say like oh so are they still right. like foster like they would say stuff to kind of other your kids mm. while they not they don't know it it's ignorant but still bro like why yeah. <laughs> but and so i have to have these little talks with the kids and everything and that's really my main uh anxiety in the holiday season is to have my kids around people that might not be familiar with how sensitive the journey is mm. and might say something hurtful. And because it is the season, anything that's said to them that might be hurtful will hold way more gravity mm. because mm. it is it's encapsulated mm. in this. They'll remember the movie that was on TV, yep. what Grandma Gertrude was bringing in out of the yep. casserole dish, what all of that stuff. And so that's kind of what I, I weigh in my mind. And I try to set the tone. You you can tell like I'm a jokester or whatever. It's a bit of a coping mechanism to all the psychologists in the room. But if you say the jokes and you make the statements and you command the presence of the room, then you don't give anybody a chance to trip up and say something super insensitive because you didn't give it a platform. You, Everybody was laughing about something else. And so you didn't come in the room and bring up political things (laughs) and so trying to navigate that right now like the traveling thing is one thing but i think it's something that all of us have to deal with when you have extended and especially in my case biracial kind of quotient there where some people are, are white some people are black we see certain things in the in the nation differently and a lot of times politically charged stuff will feel comfortable to come up at the most inopportune times, which is Thanksgiving, Christmas, uh-huh. I make sure that whatever services is on TV is streaming only. We're not checking the news. We're not having that stuff because I don't want it to be about that. Uh-huh. And why would we be, get into an argument about some junk with people on Capitol Hill that ain't hit inside my house? Like uh-huh. I want to create these moments with you and enjoy your grandkids, enjoy your aunts, your uncles kind of thing. Um, but yeah, that, I guess i become a bit of a control freak. And I can try to say that it's a positive in a positive way, but it's probably not healthy for me, but Mm. it's just a thing where I feel like I'll take the pebbles. I'll take the shots of that extra pressure just so that my kids can kind of breathe in that space because I don't so much have the fortitude at the moment to say, we're just not going to go there. Like we're just, everybody's staying home. We're not going to go visit or whatever. Cause there is some intrinsic value in the gathering. There is some of that stuff. And so we can, I guess we can change the way how it's done by stating what is safe and what we would like the atmosphere to be. I think that can kind of change it for the rest of that generation. And then our kids can feel safe enough to pull, like to be like Matt and be like, no, nah, we're not doing that. <laughs> like that's not what's happening here. Yeah. Or I'm, I'm gonna be gone. Oh, sorry, my bad. I want my kids to be that strong, like when we mm. when they get there into that adulthood. But I don't want to be the reason that they uh, <laughs> pull the card of oh, I'm gonna get up and leave. But yeah.
5: But I think mm. with what you said, there's um, like you're talking about your children coming from out of a bad situation, so to speak they got pulled out of that situation because it wasn't healthy for them to remain. And then it's hard to heal where you've been hurt. So that's something that you guess you have to do yourself. Like if something you don't want to do something, why are you putting yourself through it? Take it out. Because I'm very mindful that I've learned a lot from my family. My dad's not the best guy in the world. I know that, but he's taught me how not, how I don't want to be a father. So I'm taking that from the situation. I haven't spoken to my dad since uh, 2009 and he Mm -hmm. lives in the same borough as me or State is you, I guess you want to call it that. I'm literally, you live like three miles away from me. Why? I, you don't even know, he's never met my son uh-huh. and I have no intention of uh-huh. introducing my son. Uh-huh. I just need to protect my peace. And I've learned this a long time ago.
0: Uh-huh.
5: Mm. I will buy gifts for people throughout the year. Like I work with a woman. i talked to her once or twice a month. Not a great deal, but she started talking, like she's not, she's not black, but she was talking about her daughter learning about Rosa Park and stuff like that. And I got her a book for a door. Like, we only spoke about the book. She never bought a book cost me a little bit of money, but what's the point of earning money if I can't help somebody?
1: Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. I figure
5: yeah. if you could take an interest in my culture and everything else like that, at least I can do is say, you know what? I appreciate it. It's time to support the course. Sure. Hmm. So when it comes to me being an individual throughout the course of a year, I don't, it's not a bad thing, but I'm very mindful because I've worked in the corporate industry for like 20 years. And I understand that their traditions is to keep making money off the same marketing platforms they've used year on year on year to the point where you forget what the original purpose of you doing these activities were. So Mm -hmm. if I want to buy something, I don't like sales just because I don't like fighting with people. That's just not my scene. So I'd rather pay the premium for it just to avoid the hustle and bustle of fighting with other people and potentially just getting a color I didn't want or whatever. So I Mm -hmm. need to be mindful that if I get caught up in that, I'm teaching my son that's okay. I'm teaching my son it's okay to overindulge in eating a whole bunch of food and then start complaining mm-hmm. for the rest of the six months later. Let's just be intentional. Yes, you can splurge; everyone's entitled to it, but just control your reaction to whatever's being presented to you. Uh-huh. If you don't like something, remove yourself from it. Um, every, I've, hopefully, all of us will watch that movie. Uh, is it Inside Out or whatever one that that yeah, Pixar movie? Yeah,
0: and, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, Inside Out.
5: Yeah, yeah. And I think the whole point uh, of that I'm is holding. the fact that it's okay to experience any of those feelings at any given times and we shouldn't sort of make people feel bad for feeling those feelings because we wake up on the wrong side of the bed if you want to use that phrase but if our children do it we just got to say do you know what do you that's fine some things are going to trigger you some things are not going to trigger you but you know what it's okay to feel what you feel you don't want to travel this far that's fine don't do it but daddy you do it well daddy does what daddy does you're reinforcing the toxic um, narrative in my opinion you're then putting because if it's a girl let's say she might then think oh i have to have children because that's what happens a boy child might feel oh i have to be a job because no do you be happy because i would like to think if my son thought he could do something but it didn't work out and then had this mental block way to say i can't do it i want to think my my guy you can do anything it's like, i look at you and i see a superhero there so yeah, don't ever mm-hmm. doubt yourself. Yeah. So why then am I gonna distort that reality for my child looking at me saying, Dad, you're Superman to me. No, but I can't do it. I have the belief in myself that my child has a belief in me. You know, we're all very resourceful. We all can get there. And I just want to be consistent and say, throughout the year, yes, have your traditions but be mindful in the sense that you need to understand why you're doing these traditions, what yeah. negative, because let's be fair, everything, anything that has light has a sh- cast a shadow, that's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. But just make sure it doesn't have a negative impact because, you know, growing up, pronouns wasn't a thing. Now pronouns are yeah. a thing, so I have to be mindful of my language that I use and stuff like that. Yeah. So certain traditions I follow, I have to then revise it slightly. So when we have our traditions like, right, by us doing this, what am I potentially taking away from the day or the event or whatever. By you being that person and trying to be well-rounded, don't get it wrong, you're not going to be all things to all people at all times. It's just not feasible. And if it is feasible, you're going to be very unhappy and very tired. But I think it's just a matter of, just be happy with your decisions. Have those conversations. And before long, we'll be like Andrew, where our children will want to come and talk to us and just not feel the pressure that they have to. Like One of my big things is that, I know I'm never going to live my son's life. I don't want to live his life but I want him to be able to say, I want to talk to dad, not uh-huh. because he feels he has to, but because he likes our conversations. Uh-huh. He likes, he wants yeah. to run things by me. I just want that relationship. Yeah. and The only way I'm going to do that is by allowing him to be him yeah. and not judging him. Yeah. By not judging him, hopefully that means that he won't judge other people yeah. and he'll let bygones be bygones, have his own beliefs, have his own, whatever it is, it may be, but just not let anything outside external to him influence how he feels internally. And if he does feel a yeah. way internally, That's okay. Talk it out, work it out in a healthy way if at all possible. But I'm not trying to preach, sorry. No, that's, no good.
2: that's good. That's good. Yeah,
5: I appreciate that. Yeah. Well said.
0: Well, and what I heard you said, dude, too, and even what Jay, Jason was saying is, you know, it's really being intentional. What are we modeling? Because we can say one thing, like, right, but our behavior could say the exact opposite. Like, you know, that was saying, you're talking the talk, but can you walk the walk, right? So it's, yeah. if we're preaching or saying one thing, are we behaving in a way that's aligned or are we so misaligned? Because if we're saying we don't want to see, go to this family member's house or do all the stress, but we do it anyway. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. well, dad does this, it's like, well, you shouldn't, that's, that's, the, then we're just regurgitating, we're just regurgitating what, you know, what happened to us or whatever. If that's what happened to us as kids, yeah. we have to actually follow through and do what we say. And that's kind of what I was hearing when you say, Matt and Jason is like, what are we modeling? What are we, because kids really look at our behavior at the end of the day. Yes, they listen to what we say, but they're like, okay, what does dad do? What does mom do? Mm-hmm. You know, are they actually aligned or are they misaligned? Yeah,
2: yeah. It's, it's weird because like in a lot of ways, I know exactly what to do. I know what is the logical path to do it. But I also know how to justify an action that is just comfortable because of the fact that it's a tradition. I don't really want to do it, but this is what we do kind of you you know you kind of you're trapped you you're in the trap and your mind is helping you make sense of the the trap that you're in and it takes i think it takes that eureka moment to be like matt and be like why am i feeling this way why do i even need to feel this way why am i telling this to my kid if you're around friends and they make you feel like crap you could just leave but here i am getting ready to take a trip and go be around some people that make me feel like crap. And I'm going to have an attitude with my kids when I'm back in the car or when we're there, this is one thing that I'm trying to re- like, it's been the thing that me and my wife has tried to hammer with a sledgehammer, like break this thing up is when you're around people and you know that they are judging you for whatever reason. And because they're judging you, you that judgment extends to your kids. And now you're talking to your kids in the manner that you don't normally talk to. Oh, yeah. Why? I'll never talk to you like that. Yes. But, why? But Daddy, you said, like, we went to a church, and it's been a while since we had gone to one. And uh, Lillian loves dancing. I'll start playing music. She'll ask for gospel music. I'll throw it on, and she'll get to dancing. And we go to church, and she hears the music. She's like, I'm going to dance for God. And I was like, OK. And she's dancing, and then people are looking, and it kind of you feel a kind of way because people are looking, and we were visiting this church, and I'm like, ah, oh, shoot, okay, and I'm like, wait, like I literally had to stop myself from going in there and taking her and say, no, no, yeah. you can't do that. Hmm. Like, why am I crushing her spirit for what? Yeah. Like, God yeah. isn't mad if you if you believe in a, in a higher power. Sometimes they
5: how, talk like, about it. Dancing, like right, David in right. not so
2: hey right so i'm like uh-huh. man if that's how she's feeling she's tapping into something like just it's cool as long as you're not knocking over the old lady that's trying to go to the bathroom <laughs> like be careful be <laughs> mindful but like, yeah
5: like, well, it depends if you're busting to go you kind of need to hurry like, hurry up a little bit.
1: <laughs> right right
2: <laughs> yeah like it's these are these are things these are those mindful things that 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 kind of escape us sometimes. And then we get that hindsight when we get to sit down and be like, oh shoot, I blew it. I just did something or I spoke to my kid in a manner that I don't normally do because somebody was looking at me and I felt
5: nervous. For you whatever that, reason. But you wouldn't want your child to then talk to you in the different yeah. manner to how they, they normally would do because they ran their friends. Yeah. So we have to. Mirror. Yeah. But i would definitely say as well. And I'm very conscious because Andrea hasn't spoken a little bit. Um, is that, Oh, how do I put it? It's, it's the fact that tradition can sometimes stifle communication because mm. if you're just living at tradition, why do we do this? Because we do. Uh-huh. Right. Why? Because we do. That so doesn't tell me anything. Yeah. yeah. So always talk. And let's be honest, if your child ever said to you, why do we do this? And you just come off like that. That's no longer a family tradition. That's your tradition. Uh-huh. But if they yeah, ask the right. question, it's because they want to understand because potentially they won't even want to get involved. Or well, more likely because they want to get involved. But you're robbing all of that opportunity because you said, because that's how we do it. They might tell you, oh, rather than use halogen bulbs, use LED bulbs because it's cheaper and stuff like that. I like the way you think. <laughs> this is our thing together. And that for them, that's their memory. That's their eureka moment. That's like... Oh my gosh, yeah. I helped dad with
0: something. Yeah. Because
5: now you can show me the f- electric bill and go, <laughs> you save me some money. Yeah.
2: Yeah, mm. exactly.
0: And it's funny, Andrew and I recently, we just had a conversation about this, uh, about some of what we're talking about that you were talking about, Jason, about like going places and boundaries. Yeah. So
4: kind of okay. circling up with that. I'm um, oh, sorry, did I, did I freeze? Are you talking about me? Andrew. Or Andrew. Oh, I'm like. But he's frozen. I'm back. So yeah, what? of course. As soon, as soon as you start asking me questions, <laughs> it, the server disconnected. Of course, yeah, yeah. The ghost of everyone's mother-in-law over here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it keeps on giving. No comments. That's, that's, right. that's <laughs> right.
4: Yeah, we we edit all. Whenever you see mother-in-law, just like edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're all clear. You know, I'm gonna back, have a so consolation. Yeah, have a right, 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 At right, right. the end of all the mother-in-laws. Yeah. Um, no, but but listen listen kind of circling back to to what you were saying is I had um I had Travis on for a conversation about this on my Instagram a couple nights ago because this is something that that I've struggled with in the past too. And Jason, it sounds like you're you're heading straight into this, is like the holidays can be a very tough time yeah. if you have tough family. Mm-hmm. And what, what we talked about was just a quick simple little outline of of what to do before you go, what to do once you're there with family and then what to do afterwards. And so I really loved all the advice that, that Travis shared. And and if anyone wants to go check that out, we had a fantastic 30 minute conversation going into details, but in short, before, before, uh, before going over to family, setting a game plan, making sure you're on the same wavelength with your spouse of like, okay, what are our boundaries? if, Aunt so-and-so says this or does this, that's when the boundary is crossed and yeah. we need to remove ourselves from this situation. And then once you're there at the family's house or, or whatever, there's, there's two different scenarios that could happen. There could be scenario A where your boundary is crossed uh-huh. and you need to do the hard, courageous, and brave thing of, sticking up for yourself, loving yourself and removing yourself from the situation if necessary and in a in a polite and loving way. Or this the second thing that that I feel happens to me a lot is your boundary isn't officially crossed, but someone comes and like rubs up against it. Mm-hmm. They're not they're not mm-hmm. pushing you over the limit and it's, it's like yeah, like you're already going into that situation pretty anxious. But one of the things is you got to kind of go into that situation wanting to enjoy the good, uh, wanting to have a good time with family and build relationships if that's your goal uh-huh. to do so. Yeah. But then, like if if you if people start to rub up against you, then you know maybe you don't explode. But then that's what's the crucial piece of the the post visit that my wife and I have had plenty of really healthy. Uh, healing conversations in the 30 minute drive from, from her parents' house back to our house or something like that, where I get to say, Hey, it made me feel really uncomfortable when so-and-so said this. Yeah. I feel like this is going to become a new boundary that we may need to set or have a future conversation with so-and-so about. Yeah. And, and even just being able to express my feelings or my wife express her feelings after hanging out with my family or friends or whomever, is, is just and, and actively listening to your partner yeah. has been so helpful. <laughs> and I was terrible at it. My first three, four years of marriage, five years, six, even still into year seven, I'm not perfect at it, but just being able to to listen and to yeah. focus on the needs of other people has helped even just build circling back on the, on the importance of relationships has helped me so much just to actively listen to my spouse and for her to even just listen to me. Cause it's not always that guys need to have this fixing complex. Sometimes we need to be listened to and validated too. And and yeah. that's been extremely yeah. healing and healthy and helpful for me. And I didn't realize that until I started going to therapy years ago for, for different, different things. So.
5: Mm. yeah, well, It sounds interesting. It sounds like. We can all identify that everything comes at a price. Everything yeah. has a cost yeah. associated with everything it. Has a cost and even though we might get ourselves into debt over Christmas, we're getting ourselves into debt over Christmas because of the peer pressure and not yeah. understanding how our family may not enjoy doing certain activities yeah. and our own mental well being. I we like, my body's telling me no, but I'm still waking up at whatever clock in the morning to go do this travel and I've got to get my car fixed because of the mechanic and whatever else. And for what? And then ultimately you're going to get bankrupt unless you yeah. service that debt. And yeah. I think if you're not winning, you know, yeah, we will pay back our credit cards and whatever else, but if we're yeah. not then talking to our spouse or a significant other, our children, we're still in debt. Yeah. And that becomes a problem later on because then that relationship becomes bankrupt later on. So yeah. it's only if yeah. talking, it kind of becomes a bit apparent that we just need to really be, mindful of what the true cost of everything is it's yeah, not yeah. the money sort of monetary gain or the financial uh, loss yeah. it's also the emotional the physical yeah. just the lack of time the lack of me the lack of respect yeah. to love you have for yourself because you're letting people just kick that line like, like it doesn't exist Yeah, and just yeah. Do Dude, I love that
2: when I was in church a couple of weeks ago um, we had a, a thing where because we're just now going back to cuz we hadn't gone for a long while for many different reasons it was during a political climate political um season and for whatever reason it was a lot of politicized stuff coming from up there and I was like you know what I'm good <laughs> I was like I'm good this junk is not kind this is not nice this it sucks so I'm not going and we just all made a conservative effort we're not going to go and so we just made our moments at home. And then we just started visiting in another place. Well, Lillian is very precocious. She gets into things. She just, she's a free spirit, you know, and I'm not going to like stomp that out just to make somebody else comfortable. Mm-hmm. I try not to, mm-hmm. but um, we were at church. We was at church. I think it was like the second week we we're there. And so this guy's preaching and he's talking and it's, it's good. He's saying good, sensible freaking words. And, uh, and Lillian stands up. She's like, can we go now? Like, he's preaching. She goes, can we go now? It was the funniest expression. She goes, can we go now? And I was like, okay, Lily, you got to speak quietly. She's like, he's been talking freaking long. <laughs> <laughs> but when she did it, she like extended her hand. she's like, he's talking freaking long. And oh, I was there like, oh. you are a hero. Was like <laughs> it was one of those things, like when you're on the field and like, you go, mm-hmm. like you put on those noise canceling headphones. and yeah. like I couldn't hear or see anybody else. It was just me and her. And I was like, okay, let's go out into the, to the, um the vestibule out there. And yeah. so I was like, come on. So we went out there and we just, we kind of hung out out there, played hide, go seek while everybody mm-hmm. was still in church. And then, we went out to the car and I played some music for her. We were in the car listening to the Bluetooth until church was over. And I was like, man, my mother would have whooped my behind after the person yeah. sitting next to me would have whooped my behind. They dragged me. It would have just been the trauma on top of trauma sandwich. It would have been the worst. And I'm like, oh, when I grow up, I'm never going to go to church. Like, that's how. That would yeah, have set me up for it. Exactly. And I'm like, man. But
5: I love her I confidence I... though. Her confidence though to oh, do that. And good. the fact that you you allowed her to be that way. That that is brilliant. Because so the Bible told you that like, about the honesty That's coming true. out of children. So that mm-hmm. preacher, man, he's probably thinking, Boy, I should have sharp up a long time ago because
2: it's <laughs> I was talking I to you for a child. <laughs> I did not look. It, I did not look up. I was like, I could uh, not see him. I went blind from here up. I was not going to look up there to have him see me. Like I was just like, come on, okay, honey, let's go. We
5: have been talking a while, you know. <laughs> I, would, I would have gone back in. I'm
2: mean, almost at Matt. Like it's going to take me a couple years to get to Matt level confidence. I would have gone back in, stood in line Man, and you sure
1: should have the camera rolling. Like, hey, man, great sermon. Great sermon. <laughs>
0: Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh!
2: I, the camera rolling would have been even more. She would have known. 100
4: oh, percent. Yeah,
2: no. So we we were. It was just a raw, a raw emotion, and it wasn't unhealthy. It was just yeah. good. Like she got to get her feelings out. Yeah. And I, I, I admit that She's probably the only person that would express herself the way that she did at in that setting. But I'm like, she. It's no difference to her. If she's in a movie, if she's in a church service, if she's in a funeral, it doesn't matter. If it's a place and there are people there, and there's time
1: when it's time, and if go, we're here
2: for too long, to it's time to go. It's time to be out, and so it was like I understand that because when I was a little kid, I was like, "What the freak!" Like, oh man, he just said the same scripture like five times. Like, why? Mm-hmm. Why would yeah. you- <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I dig the guys that just get it done in fifteen to twenty, and we can be out? Yeah. But um, yeah, just being able to be that person or be in the space where we can help break those mm. traditions of we just do this. You have to sit here. This is just what we do yeah. mm. to be able to hear that. And that's like, yeah, we don't need to be here. Let's yeah. come on, let's get up and go. Yeah man. That's a that's that that's that boundary thing of hey, if we're someplace and that thing may happen to us collectively it's awesome to be able to talk about it with your wife, yeah. but sometimes your kids a little bit older and we can come and sit down and we're in the car driving back to the hotel. And it's trying to, if we travel long distance, don't stay at the person's house, get a hotel. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a boundary and it's important, there you go. but yeah. like to be able to do, get in a car and be like, Hey, how did this make you feel? And mm-hmm. everybody's able to say what they um, yes. mean. And then we can bring a little bit of clarity and, kind of introduce a little bit of nuance so they don't become binary with the way that they interpret a situation, good, bad kind of thing. Um, I think that's really a really healthy roadmap. Like I appreciate that you put that out there so that we could see it and we can add our little bit of nuance to it, to, to make a safe exit. <laughs> for our, for our family yeah.
4: from something think, that's not healthy. I, th- I think one of the, the things that that another theme that we've been talking about is normalizing emotions and mm-hmm. normalizing feelings, mm-hmm. because I know for me myself growing up, it, it wasn't necessary it wasn't okay to be angry, it wasn't okay to be frustrated, mm-hmm. and and for example, exactly what you did. Y- yeah, like I'm bored. What what's going on here? And being bored is like totally fine. It's totally yeah. normal. Like kids don't want to sit through like an hour long sermon or something like that. Yeah. So like yeah. And 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 I love the the and the phrase that I like to use is is two phrases, positive parenting and conscious parenting because being conscious about it like and, and breaking up fights between kids and things like that, it's normalizing emotion is just invalidating our kids emotions is so important Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to help us Mm -hmm. get to that end goal so that they want to come and hang out with us when we're a couple of super old dads that just sit on the couch and watch football and basketball hockey hockey in my case all day and you know and they're excited to come visit us and so I think being able to have those conversations and and do exactly what you did was a perfect example of of how to handle a tough situation it's so awkward when you've got all these eyeballs on you because you could even say that happens at the park when your kid is like you know going on the monkey bars and falls and starts screaming because they're pain yeah. instead of saying like, Oh, shh, come on. You're okay. You're okay. Yeah. It's yeah. Hey, Hey, it. Hey buddy. Are you okay? Like, are you hurt? Yeah. Can I help? Can I help fix the situation? Totally different. And I love yeah. that this generation of parents are, are getting that. Cause I think it's going to pay dividends for generations to come for sure. Some the fact that
2: you guys are talking about it, it makes it more okay for us who would have tucked it away. Like yeah. I'm more, I'm generation X. So I'm that, we tuck things away. And so yeah. the normalizing emotions, I'm learning that from younger people. I'm like, oh, snap, that's okay now. We could, like, shoot, I could cry. <laughs> yeah, really? I could totally. Cry. I could cry about something that's legit upsetting me. Or I could cry about my, maybe I messed up with my kid on a particular day in the way that I reacted to something. Mm-hmm. I could. It, it's okay for me to feel bad about that and then fix it rather than, hey, okay, that's just part of the deal. Take it or leave it like it's been really eye opening and I appreciate the sharing.
1: So as we bring this to a close, uh, I would like uh, I think Travis is is frozen. So he might go out and come back in. But for those of us who are still fluid and not frozen from everything that we've discussed tonight, what is something that you are able to get from our conversation that you would that you could offer to another dad who will be hearing this you know his circumstances might be whatever they are but to kind of help him navigate this season that we're in in order for him to just 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 get by man (laughs) what's a get by tool or, or or piece of advice that you that you would give to a dad shoot from
2: what I learned tonight or what a takeaway from tonight would be to, to be mindful of the atmosphere that you cultivate Mm. because you're modeling that for your child, be mindful of the atmosphere that you're tolerating Mm -hmm. because you're modeling that tolerance for your child as well. And to be aware of, or to just be be thoughtful of, of a situation that you might get into that is a just because kind of situation. Do you really need to be there? Do you really want to be there? And if you don't, like, think about it. What's the benefit? If there's none, like, you might need to re-strategize how you're spending your time in the holiday season and with whom you're spending your time within the holiday season. The big takeaway I, I got from from that is it's okay to be courageous enough to make your exit, and it's okay to be courageous enough to set your peace how you want it and not have it be disturbed uh, tremendously by somebody coming into your area or coming into your, Mm -hmm. your situation. Like this is what we do. This is us. This is our peace. You don't need to have, you don't need to tolerate somebody just wrecking it just because it's the Christmas season. Mm -hmm.
4: Andrew. Yeah. I think um, to get through some of the, the hard times that may arise because you know, the holiday season There's a lot of ups and downs and the downs can be pretty low, especially if it's money related or relationship related. But I think one of the things I really gathered from this conversation is focus on the people that are, that you see every single day, your kids, your, your partner or, or those that are, are there in your household are so important during this time Mm -hmm. because when you pay attention and are very mindful and conscious of the, of being present, Putting down your phone when you're stressful instead of reading the news. Look at the the smile and laughter on on your kid's face. And when when you know it just when when my son comes home from preschool and he goes, "Hey, Dad, look at this cool turkey I made with my hand. There's a real feather on it." And you know, just just validating them and see and being like, "That's so cool, bud. Go, let's go put it on. Let's go put it in my office. Let's go put it in." on the wall or something like that. And really cherishing those little moments and, and finding gratitude for those moments, I think has really helped me during the, the hard times, just unconditional love and gratitude.
1: Sweet. Uh, I think uh, Travis is trying to come back in. So he's going to have to refresh. So before you answer Matt, I'm just going to tell him to go ahead and, and refresh so that he can come back in and then you pick up. Hopefully I got that whole, a- yeah, the other recordings. Yeah, it hasn't it didn't it hasn't stopped recording, so Oh, where mine just starts at says eleven seconds, so we'll see. So right. we're just asking for takeaways that cool. we got from the conversation that we would be able to offer to another dad to help him it. get through the season Perfect. as well. So go ahead, Matt.
5: I would probably say that talking to you guys, there's a lot of conscious and intentional fathers out there that are willing to walk a new path that may be different to what their fathers did in their own lives or other men in their own lives. Um, And it's really encouraging to know that I'm not alone in that way of thinking Uh and, I'm also mindful as much as we're able to celebrate and be happy about all the things that we've learned the family we've got, there are some people that are going through the not so pleasant time around this time of the year. And like I said before about it's okay to feel what you feel. It's still okay to feel what you feel. If Christmas is not a time for you, yes, try and be that light or focus on that light that's casting that shadow. But if you can't just know there are people out there like us and many other people that are willing to listen to you to have your, you know, to hear your concerns because uh-huh. we'd rather listen to your problems and attend your funeral as the phrase goes. So I think it's just that brotherhood that we're all going uh-huh. through something. We haven't got all, we, we got we got the ideas we're talking about and something's things manifest themselves within a conversation, uh-huh. but that could happen to them as well. So if it's not a good time for you, just talk it out, find someone, approach one of us, because uh-huh. we're on socials anyway, and we're happy to have a conversation. We can't have it with you. We're more than happy to signpost to someone. That is probably, well, better place to sort of help you out. But I think it's just a matter of a lot of good can come from talking to the right people that have the right intentions to support you. And that's
1: what this has taught me. And I hope people take that away. Well said, dude. Well said. Yeah, I think I have to echo um, pretty much everything that you just said. One of the things that I took away from our conversation tonight is this sense of, and everyone has said it already, this mindful, approach to not just uh, parenting and fatherhood, but particularly in this season and everything that we see both right and wrong about this time of year, right? Being intentional about how to uh, forge a new path, a more meaningful path for our children, for our families. Um, The other thing I want to say too is there are people Uh, To Matt's point, there are people that this time of year is very difficult for them because of not just trauma, but also loss, loss of relationships, unimaginable losses. And so while the season itself comes with this expectation of lights and jingles and happiness and gift giving and what have you, and in this mode of mindfulness that we've been talking about, we also should extend that to be mindful of that person that may not be as cheery as he or she mm-hmm. is supposed to be, and extend all the empathy and love and warmth to that person in a way that they're able to receive it and not uh, by. Sort of castigating that person. Why aren't you happy? Or you should get over it. Or any of yeah. those really hurtful and stupid things that could come out of our mouths. So uh, those those two things in particular are are things that that I want to say.
0: Um, and guys, I'm really hoping this is recording because that's my timer started over. I really i'm i'm hoping that it's it's in the Mine's showing an hour
4: forty three. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. So. Right.
0: We'll see when I hit stop what happens. That's my hope and prayer. So if not okay. then, then it's gonna be all about yeah. vasectomies, apparently, is all people are gonna get. That so
2: sense.
0: Sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. vasectom it's gonna be about vasectomies and, and our takeaways. Gosh. And our and our takeaways. Oh my god. So exactly. cause the whole middle's gone. Yeah, takeaway the vasectomy. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's actually yeah. mud laws and takeaways. Hey, that's a that's short and sweet. Um, yeah. So, yeah, my takeaway tonight really is just one. I mean, I'm just so thankful that we that we were able to do this. And gosh, man, I would love to do even offline, just have like group conversation with you guys because you guys, it's so fun. Just to, it's so rich to hear just such different perspectives as well as such a unifying mission. Yeah, that we are all yeah. trying. And the theme you know among all themes is we're all trying to be mindful dads aware dads intentional dads involved dads mm-hmm. kind of taking the good of our childhood doing our best and I think of uh, I think of my interview with uh, with Jason that because I've been listening to it and editing it it's just like letting go of some of the negative echoes of our past mm-hmm yeah. Um, and creating something better and healthier for our kids mm-hmm. to give like as a gift to them mm-hmm. as they grow older. and the hope is that they just they're farther along than we are, whether it's our holiday traditions or just family traditions or just life traditions of what it means to be a good human, a good. Daughter, a good son in this world. And so I I mean, I'm I have been so blessed by hearing just all these perspectives. Like it's just like, yeah, I'm like, I'm not into everything everyone's saying what Matt's saying, and Kelly and Jason and Andrew and Hector. It's like, yeah, like I want all these things. Like I feel like we're on that same wavelength. And and it's so encouraging to hear a bunch of dads that just we all care. You know? Like we do. <laughs> we just And it's so cool just that we get to have these conversations. And again, thank you guys for your time and blessings to all of your families, all of your families, every single one of them for your holiday seasons, whatever happens, and that you guys are able to have peace and enjoy and love and just a wonderful time and to maybe let a little bit go of some of the, any stress that maybe we try to carry because of it's because we're supposed to and say, maybe, you know, maybe this year I don't do that. Maybe I say no to this thing and maybe I focus on this yeah. instead. And, you know, I'm I'm trying to take that away too. Maybe there's something I could say no to that I don't need to go to. Uh-huh. That I can just say, yeah. ah, I'm going da- to focus on this instead. And, and so my, my hope is that you guys just have just a wonderful holiday season and, you know, a close one in what, two weeks. Week, one week, two weeks for Thanksgiving, right? Two weeks. As we yeah. this, two weeks. so Oh, Lord. I know. I'll take your word for it. So we are just you know blessings on that and good food and 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 good laughs and good time that you guys just have a great time yeah. and that's just enjoy your families man so I I thank you all and seriously you guys have a great night and good morning for Matt thank um you. and uh, I can't wait to do this again when we do our vasectomy episode so um, that's right you know come January twenty twenty two you guys better get on the train and we're all getting it you know and
1: then come on, on Matt join the club I'll be <laughs>
0: emailing you. <laughs> Or yeah. Matt could just be on and we'll just we'll, he'll just be the, the bearer of our stories and he'll just go. hold that there in a know. very safe space and okay. say, Hey, this is a rich conversation.
3: There we go. We'll give <laughs> so him much pressure.
0: we'll we'll give him trickles of wisdom and uh, what to prepare for. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you guys bless man and, and I thank you all.
1: Hey. So, so thank you. Pleasure to yeah, meet you guys.
0: Thanks for joining and listening today. Please leave a comment and review the show. Dads are tough, but not tough enough to do this fatherhood thing alone.